Hello, guys, and welcome to Where Truth Lies. I'm your host, Kat. Today, we have Margarita Nazarenko. She's an ex-model, fashion and lifestyle content creator, and she's amassed a seriously large following on social media, especially TikTok, by sharing her insights on personal development, dating, and masculine and feminine polarity. How are you today? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I couldn't wait. Also, side note, I want for some context my viewers to know that you've completely blown up on TikTok in what, the last week? (laughs) I literally opened my TikTok on the first of all, I downloaded an account a while ago and then I thought, I don't know what to do on this platform. And then on the first of August, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to share my thoughts. (laughs) Love it. And within a month, it was like, I went crazy. It's so awesome. I love it. So I guess for context, I brought Margarita on because I found her on TikTok and I heard you talking about polarity, like feminine and masculine energy, all these really cool concepts that um, I feel like, I don't know, some people are really into it and some people are like, what is that? together. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe you could start by talking about like what polarity is for, for some of my listeners. I think the easiest way to understand it is we all have a natural way of being. And I would say scientifically speaking, 90% of women fall into more feminine traits and 10% fall into masculine traits. So there are outliers in everything. This isn't completely like all women need to be feminine and all men need to be masculine. If you notice in same-sex partnerships, one will often lean masculine and one will lean feminine. Um, Mm -hmm. I think in lesbian relationships it's called femmes and um, doms or something. I can't remember the exact wording, but there's always a polarity in everything, even um, nature and everything. And I think for me, the fascination came from the fact that I grew up in a very masculine kind of personality way. I didn't have my dad growing up around me. My parents separated and um, I didn't grow up around him. So my mom, my grandma all work a lot. They're quite masculine energy women. And I grew up like that. And then through reading um, just self-development, I realized just how much more amazing and easier life is when you lean into your own natural state. And for me, that's Mm -hmm. femininity, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. So interesting what you say about a natural polarity to everything. It's so true. You just can't, it's like the laws of nature, right? It's just it there. It's the laws of nature. <laughs> and the issue that people have with it, I find, or not the issue, that the reaction that they have is they compare femininity to a 1950s housewife, which in retrospect of the whole of history is like a blip in American culture, really. And yes, yes in some cultures too, in Britain and maybe things like that. But when I say feminine, people tend to lean towards this small time in history, which Mm. in terms of nature and biology is kind of irrelevant. So true you say that. Yeah, I I see that being used to sort of discredit or freak out at the word feminine. It's like, oh, you want me to stay in the kitchen and cook and clean? But I actually heard something so interesting. Mm. Oh, I can't remember his name, but I'll put it in the bio when I remember. He said, and I'm curious to hear what you think. He Mm. said, women in the 1950s were actually constantly anticipating their man's needs which actually made them in the lead like they were leading so i reacted to that video 
how funny. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And I, that's so funny. Yeah, what'd you say? A, a 1950s housewife in terms of polarity is very masculine. She's, yes. like you said, anticipating people's needs. She's putting her emotions aside. And one of the biggest um, requisites of being in your feminine is on honoring your nature and honoring your feelings. Mm -hmm. So the feminine needs to express themselves. And in sort of nature and yin and yang, it's equated to free flow and expression as opposed yeah. to holding back. So actually the 1950s housewife and all the attributes <laughs> that she had was quite masculine. It's a, quite a masculine yes. role to have just to work, put your feelings aside, you know, not have to rely on anyone. Why were they all medicated? I know. Oh my God. It's not natural for a woman to do that. It's not natural no. for a woman to do that. So that's no, why. oh, that's brilliant. Our algorithms. Well, yeah, it makes sense yeah. that you're coming up <laughs> in my feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. So yeah, I'm relieved. Honestly, I was relieved when I heard that because I was curious by all this polarity stuff. But then a part of me was like, oh, what does that mean? Like to, for example, if you are a woman and your main energy is feminine energy, what does it mean to sort of let your man like lead a bit? And and I was like, because I love that idea. It it makes me feel relaxed and like to sink into the, oh, okay. But then another part of me was like, oh, does that mean I have to be submissive? Yeah. 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 It's um, interesting in our society at the moment, there is a lot of um, uh, this versus that. So if you're a woman, even growing up, I went to an all-girls school. It's women can do everything. They can do it alone. Mm -hmm. But um, interdependent is not the same as independent. In reality, as an animal, as a human animal, you don't want to mm -hmm. be independent. I want to be reliant on people and others and my community. And in reality, I had a child two years ago that community would have really come into great service for me because yeah. uh, I realized very much that we're not meant to do it alone and to to lean on somebody because it's two-sided. You're supposed to be led by your man, but you're supposed to support him. Now, the role of support is actually, if I put my whole weight on you, you're going to have to be a very strong person to hold me, right? Mm -hmm. So the role yeah. of the feminine is actually very strong and very powerful. Often the feminine will guide yeah. the masculine into what is best for their unit so it's it's really hard to drop kind of what we've been taught in society as um degrading to women mm, because yeah. that's that's what we've been taught yes we can do it alone but I don't want to do it alone why would I yes absolutely I mean, oh it's so true you know even what you said, like I remember I used to feel embarrassed because same thing I went to an all-girls school and it was very much like independent women and which is mm -hmm. great but you raise a good point about interdependence but there was a period and only recently I'm now okay saying this where I was embarrassed so sad embarrassed to say I can't wait to be a mum because I had all these judgments about women who were just ex just loved motherhood and that was like a job and, and an incredible job. And I said it to a girlfriend the other day and she was like, oh, like it was weird for her to hear that. So sad. It's, it's, it's looked down on and I grew up the same as you. I um, didn't say I wanted children, even though I kind of, the thought started creeping in until I was about 26. Mm. Um, throughout my whole youth, if anyone said I want to be a mum, it was like, but also really think about it and break it down. The indoctrination of the fact that it's not really 
liberation if we're not allowed to say the opposite of that true Correct. female liberation is your you can be a mom i cannot be a mom and a lot of people come on my tiktok um and say yeah well maybe i don't want to be mom great oh my god yeah. you yeah. know even in in, in um gorillas and in animal society not all of them become parents mm. hence mm -hmm. the whole you know alpha beta systems i'm not saying it's alpha to have children but there are roles for everybody you don't have to yeah. have children I might want them. I might not want them. I might. That's why when people say, "Oh, but I want to work and be fifty-fifty with my partner," fantastic. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can absolutely. do that. That's fantastic. But we've now um, kind of done that at a, at a deficit to women who want to have children. Yeah, that's an incredibly difficult role and should be celebrated. And if I had it my way, it would be as um, impressive and as celebrated as having a career. Yes. Oh, I'm so with you on that. Yeah. And it is a bit of an indoctrination because the, the cringe level, yeah, that, that I had that you mentioned you sort mm -hmm. of had, it's really sad. And then you come to realize, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. This is such a big deal. Um, there's a lot of wounded sacred. feminine. It, it, there's mm. a lot of, you know, another way I could tell you this, um, lots of men look up to somebody older. They want to be somebody when, when they're 60, like somebody who's super successful, somebody who's yeah. done this or that or the other. Women yeah. don't look up to older women. If you think about That's it. That's so true. That's mm. so we, true. We don't look up to mothers. We don't look up to older women. There's an antagonism because we've been taught so much that you're only valuable when you're young and successful in a career that we try and ostracize ourselves from anything maternal or older because what is a matriarch? Like what's her role in society? We don't really know. She's old. No one notices her. We're only valued for youth and beauty. So we're mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm going to close my eyes and always be young and beautiful. You're so right. I actually have goosebumps. I'm going to be thinking right? about that for a while. Yeah. Even like when we're talking about careers, I thought I had to grow up and be like a boss lady, right? So I was like, I'll do law, I'll work in a big law firm, and then this and that and partner in the power suits. And that's what I thought for ages. And then I did it. And I was like, I, I'm not like, maybe some women are, but I was like, I'm not built for this. I, mm -hmm. I was so depressed, so exhausted. I can't function. And now I sort of see it as a very a masculine energy could probably handle that but I love being at home and like I don't know mm -hmm. yeah you, you get it <laughs> there is a role yeah. for for feminine work and I think and I hope that in you know many generations time there is a way that women work because the way work is um structured right now is around the masculine um energy mm -hmm. right so you work a lot, you work hard because hard times build strong men and men really thrive from that when, they, when they've when they done um, tests on them and their cortisol and everything. They perform really well under long, long shifts, under stress, and they can uh -huh. achieve a lot, right? Not all, but most, again, yeah. must preface. Whilst yeah. women, if, if women had to work, if men just couldn't work, we'd have a very different work structure. It would be around our children. It will be ebbs and flows. We'd be coming and going. And now women apparently are going to live until 90, right? So mm -hmm. in those 90 years, we're not dying at 40 anymore, like back in history. Yeah. So in those 90 years, surely there's ebbs and flows of work, children, work again. Maybe you have grandchildren and you're with them, you know. I just yes. think women need to realize that if they don't, if they want children and don't have them in their 20s and 30s and maybe early 40s, you're going to miss out on that. And that is 
going to be a tragedy that's going to be hard for you to reconcile. Absolutely. Yeah. And that um, career, I, if you think about it, you can start your career at 40 and still do it till you're 90. I know but it's 50 years. I know, yeah. but we don't want to think about that. We want we want to be 20, a boss babe. Um, if you're um, an older woman or you're a mom, that's just weird. And I'm going to dominate and I'll make as much money as you because I'm just like that. Okay, well. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. Do you know what I have? So I'm 26. I have a lot of friends mm -hmm. in my 30s. And mm -hmm. I did start noticing like, Oh, I'm 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 looking into the future and I'm starting to see that being dismissive of attachment and a, and a relationship and a companion and wanting a family is not working out very well for a lot of these women like they're starting to be like oh shit like you're right I've got all this time I'm going to regret not having a family What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that time? If you <sighs> children are small for 5 years then they become dependent but still quite independent and then at 15 you basically have your freedom back not completely you you need to look after them and things but yeah. it's only a short 15 year period of complete dedication if that mm. so I don't know like to miss out on something so big not because do you know what if you really don't want it that's fantastic and I have yeah. two friends who really don't and I look in their eyes and I know that's not for them and that's amazing because they're doing other yeah. things but when I see a woman saying it because it's just been taught to us, yeah, it's That's as painful it's as seeing a housewife who's, you know, just being a housewife and doesn't even want to be one and doesn't like her kids. It's just, yeah, I have very strong intuition about people's needs, I suppose. And when I see that they're not being authentic, it's catastrophic. Yes, it's sad. It, it, you're exactly right because you can sense that a part that they're denying a part of themselves that they want. Like, yeah. and that's that's really sad. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm here to say that you can be a badass, mm -hmm. boss babe, whatever, yeah. and be a mum as well. Not at the same time, <laughs> but you can do both. Your life is hopefully long enough. Look after yourself. Be healthy. You can do both. I love. I'm that. gonna oh. attempt to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Even what you're saying about feminine work is so true. It's like, it, um, it's not that I actually don't really like law work, but mm -hmm. I love working, right? Like I love this podcast, love it. Mm -hmm. but it has a, a flow, a feminine flow to it. It's like it mm -hmm. needs flexibility and I want to know that I can make my protein smoothie in the morning and not yeah. be in a rush. Yeah, because that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> and women have a natural cycle as well. So maybe if you're on your, as much as people don't like to admit it, because a lot of us are on the pill, I think it's 60%, mm -hmm. but most women do have their cycle. And uh, on the days that you have your period, you're not productive. And on the days that you're yes. ovulating, you're double productive of a man, you know? So, <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. When I remember there are a few, yeah, I get really tired around that time. Mm. Like, yeah, like deathly. And I, I remember thinking, I don't know how I would have kept my job in this state, like, cause I can't do anything. And that's yeah. why I say like, if you want to be in your feminine and go with the ebbs and flows of life, you definitely need to have a masculine, um, probably a masculine man to be with you because they, they don't have those ebbs and flows. They have a consistent energy source and also mm having a child I realized I would be damned if I was with somebody who was capable but I was 50 50 with in that time period maybe first five years of my child's mm. life you know like you yeah. you need to step up because there might yeah. be other times when I'm more productive let's say in our 60s 
and mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe he is at home more that's fine but in that time yeah. you need to have a protected maternity and that's what i kind of say to women who want to have children that it is important to have a masculine person in your life or somebody who can be there because it's it's a very very vulnerable feeling yes. to be oh my gosh a mom with a child i know it from being a child of a single mother she mm. was a child of a single mother and i now know what it's like to be having a child with somebody who listen if his job didn't pay enough he'd get two jobs yeah well wow oh my gosh yeah can can let that sink in everyone because <laughs> i um i know what you mean i my parents are divorced and mm. yeah you see through your mum's eyes like what that fear is like and you you take mm. it on right it it can and mm. it can be a bit scary um so i'm definitely coming into a period to where i'm realizing yeah, I think I'd really like a healthy, masculine person. I think that's what's going to make this whole thing work. <laughs> that's what's going to make it work, yeah. And there will be yeah. times you step up, and trust me, there will be ebbs and flows. And for me, this work has been so important, this personal work and seeing the, that wounded feminine women. Why? Because I grew up with it. It was it would have been much easier for me because I'm quite, not to like blow my own horn, but, horn, but I'm competent, I'm quite intelligent, yep. I pass my exams. I was yeah. actually going to go to law school as well, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily done all that, but I had to really stop myself and go, okay, so do I continue that generational trauma or do I try and stop it? And you know what? Maybe if I try and I fail, at least I would have tried. Like, let's say he turns around and he's like, you know what? Uh, go away with your son. I don't want to even like, you know, people can yeah. change, be mean. But at least I would have been yeah. like, you know what? I tried it. I tried to be in my feminine and I, I enjoyed yeah. it for there was a, a lot of people who write to me and they're like, yeah, wait till you're ugly and old and he'll leave you and and you should be making your own money. And you know what I say? Instead of saying, um, oh no, he won't, da, da, da. Do you know what? He might. But until he does, I'm yeah. going to enjoy that time. You cannot live in fear. Absolutely. You've got to live from a place of love. Like, So I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. It lasts 20 years, fantastic. It lasts 30 years, fantastic. It lasts my lifetime, amazing. Because I'm hoping to to show that it can be done, you know, but why not enjoy something for some time as opposed to living in this constant fear that you need to go and do it yourself. And I don't know, it's like almost saying don't have friends then because they might not return your phone call. Yeah. And you're right that that would be really like the wounded feminine to anticipate that he will do that. So to, to not have it at all, it's like, no true um, security is I'll be okay if that happens. And until then, and I will be okay. Yeah, I will yeah. be. I've seen it done. And they're like, you need yeah. to have your own money. Well, if you're a unit, that is your money. Your work yes. is raising your child. What do you mean? <laughs> I know it's. See, that's part of the indoctrination. Like I, I even like I, I used to ask my mum and dad. I'd be like, but I don't get it. Like she's at home and and he's working. Like isn't that weird? I would feel so bad and uncomfortable. Mm. And now I'm like cat. <laughs> No, yeah. like he can only go to work because you're at home looking after the kids. <laughs> it's exactly so right. Yeah, no, I'm. And I'm also, so like, um, this guy on TikTok was saying, "Oh, you know, I could hire a nanny and a maid and a surrogate, but you, you can't. You can't hire a mother mm. for your children. Every yeah. man's trauma comes from some mother wound. You know what yeah. I mean? Or father wound? Yep. Those two intrinsic." <laughs> parts of your how are you going to hire yep. that it's impossible so the mother <laughs> is the most important thing you're to right any human. you you can't outsource that yeah no way no way 
Oh, it's incredible. So can you talk more about this like concept of 50-50, um, like a 50-50 yeah. relationship, yeah, compared to the alternative? Well, um, again, studies have shown time and time again that um, men, as much as they say they'll do 50-50, don't. So I believe more in 100-100. Um, let's say if we had a company, I would say you do 100% of the shipping and I'll do 100% of the sourcing, something like yeah. that. I don't yeah. want to, in a company or in a marriage or anything, do 50-50 of anything because there will be an imbalance. So mm. I do 100%, for example, small example, I do 100% mm -hmm. of the dishwasher, 100%, <laughs> except when I say to my husband, could you do it for me? And then that's me requesting that he helps me. And he will yeah. do it. If I ask yeah. him, he will help me. But that's on me. Yeah. If, if right now, while our child is small, and maybe we'll have more children, maybe not, we don't know. But while he's small, it's 100% on him to go to work. If something happens, mm. he breaks his, I don't know, whatever, knock on wood. Of course, he would say to me, you know, could you help me until that time when he can go back to work? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so that it's 100% that person's responsibility. But of course, the other partner can help. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and really that's hard. Like, yeah. Um, I read um that book, um, Fair Play, where mm, you yeah. have your cards and you give each other the card of what you do around the house and how much percentage of what you do. And I agree with a lot of what she said. Um, I don't know exactly how I would do it in a relationship that's 50 50, both of you work, mm. because it shows men do 20% of housework, no matter how much you work. Even if you work more than him, he'll still do 20% of housework. It creates a lot of resentment and yes. women really step into their masculine or mothering role, one or the other. She mm. either has her children and you as one of the children, or she becomes very masculine or mothering. And, that, and that's what happens. And I also, a lot of women can't do this, but I've taught myself it's difficult, but mm. I deal with imperfection quite easily now. If he does something half-assed, he does it half-assed. It's fine. Yeah. When yeah. Um, in the book, in Fair Play, it uses examples of like, but who's going to write the thank you cards for the child's party? Who's going to organize? Nobody. My son has not had um, this big elaborate birthday party. He's two for two years because yeah. Yeah. it's just not a priority to either of us. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I just really let things slide. I, you cannot be a perfectionist and expect your partner to get on board. And a lot of women are. Oh, they want them so to do true. it. They want them to do it how they do it. So yeah, and then they'll have a fight about it. They'll say, mm -hmm. and the husband says, "Well, I don't want to do it at all. It's not motivating because it's not never perfect. So forget it's it." And, yeah, and then she's still tired because even when he's doing it, she's still managing it. It's like, no, if he's going to exactly. do it, let him do it his way and just surrender. Yeah, just surrender so to true. it. I um. My husband asked me to put the bins outside the garden door and then he carries them down, okay, to the to the bin. They lay there until the possums got into them. For context, <laughs> Australia possums, okay, for two weeks. Not the same bags, but he'd leave them until the possums got in for two weeks. I said nothing. I was like, I even named it. I was like, oh, Ricky's back. You try, have to try and Amazing. use lightness and sense of humor. You know what I mean? And then he himself got mm. sick of the fact that, you know, Ricky got in the bags all the time and he sorts it out. I, I, you cannot carry everything on yourself, you know, and yeah. be a mother to That's everybody amazing. or mm. it's just impossible. That's That's There's so a woman good. on Instagram whose, whose whole account, um, I haven't seen it, but I've seen people comment on it, um, is about like what her husband does wrong. Um, one of the posts was um, 
if, oh if I see a ripe peach in our fridge that's the last one, I'm thinking I'll give it to the kids whilst my husband thinks, oh, my God, yummy snack for my lunch. And it's like the man can't even eat a peach from his fridge. How is he supposed <laughs> oh, no. to be motivated to work? How is he supposed oh, to be motivated no. as this, like, hero and provider? And I know it's cliche, but try it. If you say to a man, oh, my God, yeah. you've really done this amazing thing for me. How would I do this? It really works. I don't know why, but it does. Like, yeah. they just love to feel needed yeah. but free. That's That's the... absolutely needed but free oh you're so right you know um I was speaking to a psychologist who does a lot of couples counseling and he said seriously 80% of the people in my office are here about domestic issues my husband doesn't clean enough and like I get I get that there's a few things right and I've heard you say this before not everyone is in a situation where only that the guy can go to work right so that's an incredible privilege but if the options there do you think that that does sort out a lot of those like weird cleaning issues and my domain and this is does. your domain yeah of course it does because you become yeah. the king of your own department as it were mm. and for the time I'm having small children I've told my husband that this is my domain but also I don't complain when he is at work for too long or he needs mm. to do this and that. It's sometimes difficult, but I understand that this yeah. is my job and my role. And like I said before, I ask for help, but I understand mm -hmm. the departments that we have. Um, yeah. There will still be arguments about things, but it's a, I cannot imagine negotiating with him every day about who, done, who did the dishwasher or something. I cannot even imagine. That's the most unproductive thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, you're right. What it's, are we doing? Um, I know, yeah. What are you, and then yeah, and then that would just kill the the room for feeling good, right? And competent and like leaning into his masculinity and your femininity. It's just like pouring water on a flame. That's the like the type of relationship that I want. I want my children to have their mother around. I want um to be available to them. But yeah. um I say them, I have one. But do you know what I mean? And <laughs> I just feel that if I'm able to do that, I will. And that was always the idea. I I can also imagine wanting a 50-50 relationship and not, mm. not wanting to have kids in another kind of trajectory of what I might have wanted. Yeah. That would have been available to me also. So if I was a boss babe and I made a lot of money and he did too, trust me, there, I would have cleaners every day yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I yeah. would eliminate those small arguments because you have to. I say it's, it's the woman's uh, role to manage the emotional equilibrium of the relationship we are mm -hmm. emotionally focused men are things yeah. focused 90 yeah. percent of us right yeah. so he might not notice when something's going wrong he might not notice like how much you're nagging again mm. 70 percent of women file for divorces because of these things that he's neglecting to do and all these gripes that she has so it's mm. your job to eliminate those yeah yeah that makes sense yeah i always said that i'd say if i'm when I pictured myself as a boss babe, I was like, we're getting cleaners. We're not fighting about cleaning. I'm not going to be upset that he didn't mop. No. Otherwise, we're why, getting why do you do it? Why are you making this money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can't create peace in your home, why are you, what, what is the money for? Mm, that's so and, true. And by the way, even while I have a child, I still do work. I work online. Mm. I work. This is how I, this is how I say it. I work in my free time away mm. from a happy family life. So mm. I would never sacrifice the happiness of my child in this young stage. Later on, I'll be like, yes. look, 
go play with your friends when he's 15. <laughs> yeah. But when he's young, and I've decided to have him, he didn't decide to be born. He didn't knock on my door and be like, listen, I need you to birth me. No, mm. I decided to have him. So it's my responsibility. And yes. in the time I have free from that, I do the things I want to do. Incredible. There is time. It, it's not so tragic. You can do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, ex <laughs> it's exactly what you said about the feminine work. Like it just works mm -hmm. with you, like flowy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and who yeah. knows? What if, what if um, this takes off and I become more successful? And imagine I even become more successful than my husband eventually, right? Mm. We've been together 10 years. I would never resent him because what has he done? He supported me through being a mom, through creating my own career. Yes. And then oh it won't gosh. matter if I make more money than him. Yes. Because he and was the one that was stable to create that feminine work to be able to take off. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. Do you know? Mm. So <laughs> things are, like, clicking for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we need each other. Yes. I mean, that's so obvious, but it's, like, he he can create an environment that leads you into your most feminine yes and then you're you've done the same for him and his masculine and this beautiful reciprocal thing is going on <laughs> do you know do you know it's no it's no wonder time and time again men who are the sole providers of their family make more money than men who are double income it's no wonder you're Look it right up. because a man <laughs> is motivated really by the pressure of having to be their first family and provide yeah strong men are made by hard times mm. while yep. amazing oh women gosh. are made by being supported so <sighs> both of you have now flourished into the best version of yourselves wow that's incredible as opposed to her being completely downtrodden and and mm. look this is all ideal right we're talking yes. in ideals not everything's yeah. like this i come from a divorced family i know what it's like my Mum's dad died when she was 11 years old. So mm -hmm. uh, like before I was born. So it's not um, any kind of feeling for me, but her mum had to work and support her children. So it happens. Yeah, absolutely. But everything happens, does. doesn't it? Like you have to strive yeah. for, you have to strive for your ideal unless, until you can't. Mm. Oh my gosh. So many things are clicking for me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love me, it. So took me a while. I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. I, yes I used to want to like pay half and do all this and I'll do that well I'm like you know what no you do it yep that was me three years ago maybe less and I, I'm laughing because my mom god bless her I was telling her about a guy I was seeing and I was like no it's good like we pay half and half and she <laughs> she was like <laughs> disgusted she was so sad and she's like I don't like that and I was like, mom, like you're so old fashioned. My parents are Lebanese. I was like, it's not Lebanon. Yeah. And the other day I was like, mom, I get it. And she was like, see, I told you. <laughs> you know why? Because she's had children and she knows that's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. I've done yeah. nothing. She... I've, I've worked a night job and a day job. I went to uni at the same time. And there's nothing as hard I've done as, as raising a child. Oh, my Oof. God. Because oh it's. Oh, my God. The emotional, you care so much. Mm. It's unbelievable. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm watching my sister raise two little kids and I mm -hmm. like I love my nieces. I'm literally there every day. And it's she's like, This is so hard. Do you see in my life? And I'm like, Yes, it's so but like it's incredible, but it's so hard. Like, yeah, just seeing my sister do it. 
I'm like, I get it. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's okay. It's, mm. You know, it's not 50-50 in that time because you're doing 100 of something yes. else. Yeah. And Thank it's strange you. that, that the TikTok resonated for people because I just started to say what I guess healed me because I was very mm. much my masculine and I was mm. very much coming from a um, anxious attachment style. Yeah. Um, my mom wasn't around a lot when I was younger through no fault of her own. She had me very young. Um, we moved to another country. I was born in Russia and I was raised in England. And mm. so I had a very, very anxious attachment style. Everything had to be a test for me of other people. I grew up very masculine, having to prove myself, quite aggressive. You know what I mean? Just yeah. all masculine yeah. traits inside a woman. And then as I read and did self-development, I went to drama school for about five years um, before I started acting. And even down to playing roles and characters, you realize like, People who hold power, people who have power in themselves and people who present as powerful are completely authentic. Mm. And being a woman means being feminine, unless you're a masculine yes. woman and that's natural to you. But mine was a reaction to my upbringing. Mm. So when people, when, when I recommend these things on TikTok of how to react in a secure way and how to attract the right person to you, they go, oh, but I, it's not authentic. I just want to be myself. But wait, stop. Yeah. Are you actually being authentic or are you being reactive to your childhood and how you were brought up? Let's say yeah. you're a naturally quite calm, happy child, but in order to stand out amongst your siblings and you're being ignored, you had to be loud and in everyone's face. So now mm -hmm. you think that loud and in everyone's face is the authentic you. No, yes. it's not. That's a so true. Response. Yeah. That's yeah. Is it? So, so, yeah. So when you say, oh, yeah. I just want to be me, what's me? What's me? Don't you want to calm down? take off all those triggers, really realize who you are and react from that center. Because ever mm. since I've started doing that, just being is so much easier. You know, you, so you're not asking easier. people to prove something because for me, I, my anxious attachment style came from the fact that I had to make sure that people are around, that they're not going to leave. You know what I mean? Because my parents yeah. separated. I didn't see my, um, um, grandparents and things like that so I was quite an anxious person but that's not the real me that's a reaction no. to the environment yeah. so if right now my husband doesn't call me and I call him and I'm like excuse me where are you and I go off on him is that really is that me being authentic me or is that me reacting no. to what happened exactly yes. me authentically yeah. I'm quite a calm relaxed person when yeah. I was a kid before things happened I'm quite a you know I have a Pisces moon I don't know if people believe in it but I'm quite chill you know yeah so yeah when people say I don't want to be non-authentic you have to learn who you are before you can even say that oh that is so true like the concept of personality I always say guys personality is basically a construction of like all your conditioning and your triggers and how you've responded to your environment like but don't you want you, to learn how to communicate with people yeah why do you want to say I just want to be authentic what is that yeah that often means right so you would have heard this all the time i just want to be me i just want to i just don't want to be my best self i just want to have a, an excuse mm -hmm. to just stay the way i am it's like that's i want to react yes yeah. exactly yeah like i just want to react i want people to heal me i just want to basically have emotional diarrhea all over everyone and everyone clean it up <laughs> because now i feel good now i feel good i've expelled yep. it and you just make me feel better and then Correct. you want people to want to be around you. Or if you love me anyway, then you'd want to be around me. 
Do you want to be around you? <laughs> so true. I, I don't know. Right? So true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So I see what you're saying. Like you easily could have stopped it. Well, this is who I am. That's my personality. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I hear it all. I'm just an anxious person. No one is inherently anxious. An anxious like person. That. Yeah, that, that's not you in your natural state when things are working properly. You're not an inherently anxious person, right? Yeah. So get rid of the excuse and, um, yeah. And you, you can see when you women can... are in their feminine, they're more calm. Oh, absolutely. When they're so, not chasing a guy, like, why didn't you? I did a video about the difference of reaching out versus chasing and everyone was like, no, reaching out is still chasing. Listen, if you've just met a person, they, they're not your husband, boyfriend. They don't owe you anything. They're just over there. Dave, Dave, let's call him. <laughs> and he hasn't called you for two days. Oh, I should, I should ignore him. I shouldn't call him. Look, if he doesn't owe you anything and you've just met him and you really want to reach out, you cannot because it's disrespectful to even yourself to mm. call him and berate him and nag him as to why he hasn't called you. He doesn't owe you anything. He didn't promise yeah. you anything. You're actually going to degrade yourself in your own head your own values to yourself is going to go down because you're going to see how crazy you are through his eyes when he reacts mm-hmm. to you. Yep. <laughs> so I said in this in this series, I said, that would be chasing, chasing him. Why didn't you call me? Why, why, why? That's chasing, okay? Reaching out is you calling and telling him an amazing story or how you've, uh, you know, passed an exam or you um, had this amazing pizza the other day, as stupid as it sounds. And everyone's like, no, that's still chasing him. It's not. Because if you really want to reach out to a person, you can. If he doesn't yeah. reply, you've got your answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get you've you. got your answer. He's not interested. Yeah. But n- you can never chase someone as a woman. If you want to reach out, do. I probably wouldn't reach out. For me, I don't mm-hmm. have that time to be reaching yeah. out to people who are not reaching out to me. But yeah. it's 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 at no deficit to you to show your amazing personality, talk to them. You know, it's fine. But be yeah. in your center. Like, be in your own Oh, be proud of yourself, of who mm-hmm. you are. You're never going to look down on yourself because you called someone and told them something interesting. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I love that distinction. Like one is sharing, one is like adding, and then the other is like taking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And God forbid he was just at home and he, you know, because you don't know each other yet, right? Mm. Maybe he's going through something. I've been through those things. I don't mean something tragic, but like him and his best friend are hiking and then you call, <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> that's just... yeah. Why would you put yourself in that position? But if you call and say something interesting, yeah, you've reached out. It's okay. You're a human being. But he still thinks highly of you, even if nothing works out. I just, yeah, it's just common sense to me, really. Mm. I like, yeah, you need that flexibility. And that's the thing. You're you're not saying there are these strict rules for when you're in your feminine. It's just, yeah, it's just a, it's more a way of being rather than this is what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because telling um, him, why haven't you called me and I'm lonely and you weren't there is chasing him. It's saying what you need mm-hmm. and what you want and you're going to go after him. Reaching out is being in your feminine because even though I wouldn't necessarily do it, but that's still in your feminine because you're just sharing yeah. who the glorious you that is you, you know, like yes. fine, do it if yeah. you want to. I always say as well, like there's so much emphasis, particularly on women who have anxious attachment, right? They spend mm. their time thinking, do they like me? Do they like me? Instead mm-hmm. of thinking, do I like how he makes me feel? Like, let's say he is the type of guy that mm-hmm. you can reach out to, but it take, it's every three days. And it's like, okay, that's fine. 
but do you like that? Like, do you yeah. actually enjoy doing that? <laughs> Maybe he because, does because like he you. He might be someone like that. Do you know what my personal experience, my husband will text one word answers. I mean, he won't even add the O to the K to say, <laughs> okay, you know, like the, the level of disrespect is just <laughs> insane. Like when I first met him, I was like, ah, oh, doesn't like it. In fact, he, he texts me back less than men who weren't that into me yes but then you've got to actually observe the person when you're around them too does he come through with his actions which he always did mm. um but secondly how does he text his friends i watched and he texts his best friends who he adores the same way like oh yeah. i didn't text whoever back for five days i'm like why not he's like oh i just i don't know what to say now it's been too long i'm like huh <laughs> yeah the thing about lateness i heard somebody say it somewhere and this is true if you see somebody who's late to you and they're also late to the airport and they miss their plane that's just their own personality problem yeah. and you need to decide whether you can put up with that type of personality or not that's exactly. the question can you or not but if they're yeah. on time to everybody and the plane and all their friends but they're late to you that means he's disrespectful to you personally yeah exactly you know? so oh, that's it's different yeah. but it doesn't mean that you need to let's say in the first example he's late everywhere planes everything he misses everything it doesn't mean that you now need to fall in love with him because you know what? It's frustrating to be with somebody mm. like that. Anyway, exactly. so it's up to you. Like, choose the person you want to be with. This is the rest of your life. My God. Yeah. Oh, I'm so But also, you. yeah. Yeah, no. Don't focus agree, on agree. things that they can't change. Mm. Like, for example, so true. like I said, with my husband, he doesn't communicate well and he also um is messy. He's very messy, man. Like, <laughs> very. To the yeah. point when my mom comes to visit me from England, she's like, I can't, I can't do this. He's left his <laughs> cup here again, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, let me balance it on the scale. Messy and not good at texting versus will always be there for me. Like I said, would probably get two jobs rather than have me work while we have small children. Mm. You know what I mean? Like pick your battles. Is it a disrespect or is it somebody's personality? Yeah, exactly. I have deficits. And Women don't notice their own deficits, do they? No, oh my. I know it's always the emphasis on this, 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 this. And it's like, lady, what about what you're doing too? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's so, I get you because it's like the other things that he provides, that he creates, he creates a sense of safety. So now it's almost a bit easier to be okay with those things because it's of like, yeah, yeah, I'm fundamentally safe, cared for. Like the other things don't really matter. Are you going yeah. crazy about? him not doing the dishes because you're also doing everything else mm. is it because you are so in your masculine now because you're having to provide as well exactly you just see this wet sponge in the sink and you're like oh like <laughs> why are you so angry that's so that's true issue. yes because this is something that happens right you've raised such a good point a, a woman will complain about this 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 and this and they sound really little. And she'll get told by people who maybe aren't that insightful or perceptive, you're overthinking it, it's little, it's this and that. But the fundamental question that typically is happening when they're not, when they're upset about these things is that they don't feel safe, that there's a bigger issue, right? It's like mm -hmm. if he was consistent and you trusted him, I doubt you'd give a flying F about the wet sponge. But that's mm -mm. usually why you're like <gasps> anxious and not feeling good because you you don't feel like you can count on him. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So true. So yeah. what's the real issue? Mm. And also, when you meet someone, you need to communicate your um, ideas about what you want your life to be. Not like this. 
Brad, when we get married, you're going to work while I have children. Not like that, but as in your vision for life, as in like, oh, you know, like you're watching a movie together, you're talking about a conversation and you say, you know what, I think young children should be with their mother. That would be what I'd aim to do. And you'd be like, oh, so what? You're going to da da da. You've communicated to him mm. what you require. You can't go in with somebody and then expect them. Yep, that's it. I'm leaving work. And they're like, huh? They need to <laughs> go in with that mentality with you. It's a yeah. partnership, you know? I have a question about that because I heard you speak about yeah how to share like a feminine boundary in that type of mm. way and I really like that but then a part of me was like what if okay well here's one of two things could happen here is either like yeah and you have a conversation and you get to flesh out what, what he mm -hmm. thinks of it right mm -hmm. or another one is I guess with darker types of dudes maybe they are like yeah that's great and then then they start to not follow through on their word or actions or yeah their actions aren't consistent with their vision for life how would you deal with the situation like that like how long do you wait to suss out I, I, I don't know if I'm making sense I think um, if somebody's yeah. acting long enough it becomes who they truly are people often ask me that they're like yeah but if you tell him what you want he'll just act like it Okay, act like it then. Maybe you'll enjoy That's it. Interesting. <laughs> That's Maybe you'll enjoy it because I, you need to have so so much strength in your what you are offering as a woman. You need to believe that it's an absolute joy to be around you, yeah. and act like it until you believe it. If you don't believe it, and if he comes along and he's like, you know, I don't really want to provide for a family, and da 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 da, and then you tell him that and he pretends. Well, after seven months of pretending. He'll probably, it, he, you might have bettered him. I'm not saying it's yeah. always possible, but one of two things is going to happen. If he's still pretending in seven months, he's probably become that person. And if he isn't, he's going to fall off. That's so cool. <laughs> you know why this you is cool? You cannot worry because... about other people's intentions. Yeah. You, are, you are the ship. You this... just keep moving into your direction. This is interesting because... Um... Yeah, I have a lot of wise women around me saying something similar. Like, if he rises to the occasion, then let him. But I'm all about, like, pattern recognition and he did this 30 times. And But I am starting to see, especially for a, a woman that they value, the right guy will mm -hmm. rise to the occasion and his behaviour will probably be different. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm still a bit like, mm, but I'll get there. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a gamble. But also the hardest part is um, probably before you see a strong commitment from a man to be open to dating other people. I don't mean sleeping with 100 people, but I mean being open to friendships with a lot of men. If he wants mm -hmm. to take you out for coffee, good. It will raise your feminine energy. You don't fancy him or find him attractive. It's okay. I don't mean yeah. he's like repulsive. <laughs> you're like looking and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to just... Ugh. Like, no, I don't mean that. I mean, like, he's relatively okay. You guys study together or you work together. Just let him check you out. Yeah. And if you've got this, him. like, idea of, like, he bought me coffee and now I have to, like, sleep with him, are you okay? Like, yeah. uh, what is your merit? Someone bought you coffee and you got to sleep with them? What has happened? Oh, My damn. love, like, what has happened to you that, that you feel that way? And if he ever brings it up, oh, but I took you out five times and you're like, okay, give me the bill of how much all that costs. <laughs> love it oh my god I love it you know you're right I'm definitely still um healing this part of me mm. I I was talking to a um to a psychologist 
and um, he was he does this thing. It's called ISTDP. You mm-hmm. for the listeners, they would have heard it in my other episodes. But the key to this therapeutic relationship is that you discuss the transference that comes up between the two of you. So whatever I perceive about him, we got to get it out in the open. And the other day, um, I was like, oh, when when he told me, he's like, how does it make you feel when my focus and attention is on you? And I cringed. And I and and then there was a part of me that was like, that's so sad because I'm analyzing what that means. And yeah, we we discussed that. But I the thought of a man making me like his sole attention and, and being a hundred percent present, it actually gave me the ick. So oh I'm gonna be God. working on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had to work on so much. I don't have any male love or role models. I have no yeah. uncles. Nobody, like as in I have male friends, but from childhood, yeah. right? Yeah. Male friends is a whole different subject as well that I'll tell you about in a second. But I I had to learn to love myself through male eyes myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's learned. Yeah. It's, and you just, uh, yeah. every, every great yeah. person is an actor of their own ideal. You act like it until you become it. That's so incredible. That's Especially, yeah, what you said about, yeah, learning to love yourself the way a, a healthy man would love you. That's a, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole oh my thing. God, if he changes for you in order to just be with you and he's faking it for his whole life. Cool. Even better. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Um, and especially what you said about male friends. Like I, yeah, in the past was very like, because mm, you want something from me. And, and, and now it's like, okay, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with it. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because they're, they're amplifying your feminine energy. Because yeah. let me tell you, when I said on my TikTok, male friends don't exist, I don't mean that no male friends exist. I have male friends from school. When you're yes. young and you're growing up, they exist. When you're now working together in an environment, you go through the same kind of things, university, they exist. But when I ask people like this, if you argue with your partner, and then they sit somewhere and they're texting and you go, who are you texting? And they say, Amanda from work. I'm telling her. She's not how, a friend. We argued. <laughs> Why are you telling Amanda from work? No, no. We argued. Everyone is, everyone straight away. No, because it's not the same. There is always a potential from the male side. Sorry, guys. That yeah. he might find her attractive in some way or he might want something from her. It I might be work related. I absolutely agree. I agree with you. I don't think except for those circumstances that you mentioned, there's no such thing as purely platonic male and female. No, there's always a, there's a context and the possibility of it becoming romantic. Mm -hmm. So it's always different. Yeah. It's really not that radical to say, but people, some people still are like, Oh, and I'm like, who, but it's all very radical right now. So it's like, you know, and it's okay if, if men have um, a soft spot for you, they should. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's not going to be forever. It's not going to be forever. You you will age and it will change. And they might, um, you know, this this the syndrome, like the invisible woman syndrome after 50 mm. now or something, you know, women don't feel noticed, especially ones who used to be attractive and beautiful. I don't know what to say about that, but I would say it's okay. Like now, enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're so right. It's just nature. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so much wisdom. I'm going to be thinking about oh. a lot of the truth bombs <laughs> that you've dropped. I love it. Um, I guess I'm always here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm going to be hitting you up. <laughs> yeah. 
I have a question, Margarita. Um, yeah. But I'm, I, I was about it... your age when I first started to like shift for me. So. Oh, that's interesting. So around like mid twenties. Twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. When I was like, I "What wonder... am I doing? Why am I like fighting? Like the the yep. e like just flowing." so true oh my gosh and even like I'm guessing you've been there done that had those relationships where you like the dude was emasculated and then we take on yeah, the initiating would, oh yeah always and then um the scariest part is if you initiate most and you're mildly attractive and mildly intelligent as a woman mildly you can probably get you can probably drag him into your cave and make him your boyfriend metaphorically yeah 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 but he's gonna be trying to escape so get ready <laughs> it's not fun is it no no it's I, had not one, fun. I had a boyfriend like that where he kind of showed me interest then I was like oh you know I turn up to places where he was um like an idiot and you know <laughs> I've like, done that. like try, I'm trying to you know and then you realize when you're older you're like you probably can get most guys men you don't yeah gravitate yeah. towards like comfort in the easiest way to go and then they're wondering why he's disrespectful not doing things <laughs> for you cheating like the harder it is for him to have gotten you as as cliche as this sounds the more invested he is in that he has ownership over that idea look at how men treat their, their car that took them ages to buy it no, doesn't matter <laughs> it could be a ferrari or it can be just the most basic toyota yaris that's beaten up and everything yep. <laughs> but if that guy worked his ass off for it, he'll be like, no, don't, don't, don't I'm going to shut. Like, you know, that's what they're like. It's so true. It's just, it's just nature, isn't it? And, and like you said, like doing all the initiating and everything, it changes how you see yourself. Like you, that's the biggest you start part. to, yeah. Oh, and then you feel, you don't feel valuable and it's really not fun. Ooh. And women get so. quite, um, in a really hurt space when they don't feel valuable and they become unattractive. And I don't mean ugly as in like um, in their appearance, but unattractive yeah. in spirit. Like I was unattractive when I was chasing that boyfriend and he ended up cheating yep. on me and everyone's like, oh, asshole, how dare he? And I'm like, not really. Like looking back on it, it's just ugh, the whole dynamic, you know? Yeah, you're like, I get it. If I didn't chase him like that, he might have not cheated on me as in like we might have not even been together. Yes, that is the key, right? Because sometimes dudes are inherently emasculated. You don't make them that yes. way by taking no, the they're, lead. They're just that way. Yes, exactly. And and yeah, yeah. I said to my husband, we, who is in quite in his masculine, even before I met him, um, I said, "How would you feel if a woman chased you?" He goes, "Oh, it's really flattering if you're like, let's say." in an airport and she's like on a business trip and she's chasing you. I go, Simon, this isn't like a, <laughs> a, 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 a movie scenario. A rom-com. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Like what is yeah. this in an airport? He goes, oh no, as in like, it's like a fantasy men might have if you're like single and she's just like chases you down. He goes, but you wouldn't talk to her again. I go, yeah. okay. So how is it? What do you think if, if it wasn't in an airport and she's on a business trip, but if it was like a mm. woman you work with or a woman you know, he said to me, oh, I just think, why is she doing that? What's wrong with her that she feels she's got to chase after me? Hunt me down. What's wrong yeah. with her? Mm. And I'm not saying he's the oracle of everything, but he yeah. is just a masculine perspective of what's going on with her, which I think a lot of men share. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that interesting that if she's in his everyday life, it's especially gross. Like it, it's only exactly. okay in a very constructed, small thing that's not real. Yeah. It's not real. It's, it's a fantasy. Yeah. It's like this weird, like, you know, scenario. It's almost mm. like those books that women read where he comes and he's the pool boy and, you know, imagine that in real life. Some pool boy comes <laughs> and he's so like, weird. so. You'd be like, oh, go away. <laughs> absolutely yes oh my gosh so what's and but when it comes to approaching men I would say because I get this asked a lot I I think it is the woman's role to kind of make the first um smile at him first invitation Mm. I believe that 100% I met my husband at an event it was an opening for a movie I was there my friend was working as the photographer he was standing in the corner being broody and uh, un, you know, responsive to people. I was like, that's the difficult person for me. And um, I was like, when you're doing photos, you know, she was grouping people together, doing photos. I said, I'll stand mm. close to him. And you'd be like, you two together, photo. Smart. So she goes, okay. So we did that photo. I'm, you know, you know, just standing there <laughs> looking. And he's like, oh, hi. I'm like, oh, hi. <gasps> oh, hello. No, I love oh, that. Oh, hello. Because it- because a gentleman will respect like you're mm. like he, he wants you to make an invitation because he's respectful. Absolutely. Yeah. If he's just coming after women on the street, you've got to understand that that's Gross. The, mm, it's it's <laughs> no. not the one. He's not the one. That's not the one. So question for you know everyone listening, a nice way mm-hmm. to finish would be if you have an anxious attachment style, how can you start your healing journey today? I would say um, when you have a very strong response, this is how I started. Well, first, first things first, read Attached. Mm-hmm. It's a book, okay? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the writer, but it's called Attached Red Writing. You'll find it um, on Audible or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Then delve into other literature. You need to recognize the pattern in order to fix it. And the thing that you would physically do is look at your response to something when it's strong and almost overwhelming and you almost feel like you're suffocating and you can't breathe and you need to react. Mm. That's when you don't react, but keep in mind, don't be worried, go away for 10 minutes, sit with that reaction. If you still feel like having that reaction, do it fine. You're yeah. a human being, but start to monitor your reactions, how you feel. If it's repetitive, you constantly feel rejected and you need to attack people for it. Wow. I felt that on Monday, Wednesday, Sunday how is it possible that all these people are making me feel this way it's not it's probably you read the literature oh I'm probably anxiously attached and the more you notice then read about how secure people react act secure until you actually can feel it and when Mm. you start acting secure even though it's not your natural style you will see the response and that's what shifted it for me I saw people open up to me I saw people stop hiding their like true intentions I saw people lean into me more and I was like, oh, I'm intrinsically lovable as myself as opposed yeah. to having to chase people down to love me, men, women, yeah. just situations. Yeah. And now I can't even imagine acting like that. It comes up mm-hmm. sometimes, but I yeah. just, yeah. And obviously yeah, therapy, that's... but not everyone can do that. I love that. It's like a positive feedback loop. Like you get a reward from acting secure and then, yeah. And do then it again. First time you're like, it's a a fluke. Second time you're like, huh. And it just. Yeah, like, I get it now. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank um, you for having me. I loved it. Yeah, it's so fun. And um, for anyone who wants to check out Margarita's stuff, I'll have all the links in my bio. Um, but yeah, until Amazing. next time. <laughs> yes, Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye.